Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast, opening day edition from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, so, uh, today's opening day, going to see the Rockies uh, go up against the Dodgers for the first of uh, a full 162-game season. Now, I wouldn't say this is the most anticipated season in Rockies history, um, considering this off season, I, I'm not sure exactly, you know, uh, what the, the the general temperature of Rockies fans are. It seems fairly negative right now. Um, but uh, you know, let's go ahead and look at some news. Uh, there, there's a couple of things I want to talk about before I look at the opening day roster and uh, uh, you know just uh, what the implications of that opening day roster are. Uh, so the first thing, I, I should have covered it on the last episode, but uh, Scott Oberg went uh, underwent another procedure to remove blood clots in his arm. Uh, so he's out for, I, I believe, an indefinite period of time right now. Um, these things keep coming back. It's really unfortunate because, you know, Oberg's a, a great pitcher. I mean, he came up late, late bloomer. Um, his career was just starting to peak when, when those blood clots first started showing up. Uh, so it's... Not not very encouraging that they're coming back, considering that he sat out entire last season because of it. This is his fourth time that he's had to go in for a removal of blood clots in his arm, and I mean those blood clots like those present a legitimate a legitimate threat to his health. Uh, so right now uh, it appears that he is more focused on his general health than than baseball right now. But um, he said he's always. Always thinking about baseball, always having played baseball since he was a kid. So, uh, you know, I I understand that. I've uh, I don't I don't think I've taken a season off since I was uh, a, a young kid either. So I you know it's tough to imagine you know going through that stretch uh, where you know your body just won't let you play the game that you uh, have been playing for forever, and you know the the game that you're, you're good at and you you love and enjoy. So uh, I, I definitely feel for for Oberg and his his family, and you know all the the situations going on right now. Uh, hopefully, he can remain healthy as that whole situation progresses. Now, past this bit of news, it looks like Francisco Lindor signed a ten year extension with the Mets for three hundred and forty one million dollars, so a million dollars more than Fernando Tatis Jr. That was definitely a motivating factor behind getting that deal done um but you know Tatis got that big deal done with San Diego Lindor got that big deal done with New York and you know what these deals do really is they set the market for major league shortstops Lindor is 27 he is entering and I mean in the peak of his career he's in his prime uh, so he's averaging probably uh, what it looks like is a $34.1 million annual average value. And someone like Trevor Story, who is undoubtedly in the same tier of player as Francisco Lindor. Lindor didn't even have the greatest season last season. Uh, and Story, I think, had a slightly better season in my opinion. Um, and that's, what, that's what the numbers say. So his market as a free agent this offseason, could be higher. Um, uh, well, considering he's a year older at 28, 
he's probably going to get like an eight-year deal, but probably similar annual average value for an eight-year deal. Uh, give him an eight-year deal, gets off of it when he's like roughly 36, 37, depending on when that extension kicks in. And 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 you lock him up for the rest of his career, give him that big contract um, that he deserves because he's one of the best players, best one of the best shortstops, if not the best shortstop in Major League Baseball. So what this means for the Rockies is that they're going to have to pony up. They're going to have to uh, bring the money, which, uh, based off of tweets from Bob Nightingale, who, yes, not the most reliable source, but, um, you know, he, he said something that we all can understand is is probably somewhat fairly accurate. I think John Heyman mentioned this as well, is that the Rockies don't necessarily have the money um, to sign an extension that sizable. Uh, even though they just signed Nolan Arenado to an extension that same size two off-seasons ago and then just offloaded $50 million to get rid of that contract. Um don't need to go through that whole ordeal again. I've talked enough about that, but uh, it does reflect, you know, something from the Rockies that you know they're they're giving this this aura, this uh, this stance of kind of being a cheap team now. And historically, they haven't been. They've been uh, always a top half team in payroll. Um, now they've signed one major league free agent over the past two off seasons and uh that's that's the next announcement but um you know the rockies aren't in a position to retain one of their best players in franchise history and they're not in a position because they didn't put themselves in that position um i'm not sure exactly you know the financial side of things yes it was tough uh not having not having fans and you know the Rockies thrive on that. They they are able to have such a high payroll because uh, Coors Field is always filled to the brim. Uh, I mean, Dick Moffert, say what you want about his party decks, but I mean he knows how to put on a a good product in terms of the venue. Maybe not the team that you're putting on the field, but the venue. I mean, undoubtedly Coors is one of the best experiences at a ballpark in the league. Uh, that's about all you, you can say for Monfort's ownership and his business model, but um, you definitely can't say that. So not having fans hurt. So having fans this year, uh, I'm assuming they're hoping will kick their revenue up. Um, though before last season, there was there was no excuse uh, before COVID to not sign a major league free agent. So I'm not going to let them off the hook completely uh, in that situation. So um News, the Rockies did sign a major league free agent. Uh, returning to the Colorado Rockies is starting pitcher Ulysse Chassin. Now, they signed him to a major league deal, so I'm guessing that he's going to enter the rotation, which really, I mean, that's good. I mean, it, this is a very particularly on-brand move for the Colorado Rockies to bring back a guy near the tail end of his career, familiar with the organization, um, but probably doesn't really have much in the tank left. Like, remember when the Rockies signed Matt Kemp <laughs> or Jamie Moyer or 
uh, Ubaldo Jimenez to that minor league deal that one time. But it, regardless, it's a very, very on-brand move for the Rockies. Uh, maybe not as bad as those other signings, but this is definitely something that uh, could get done. It could, could be uh, it could be a positive. Maybe not a positive, but I think it's better than the alternative. So um, I'll, I'll talk about what the rotation looks like after after the ad read. But um, yeah, they signed a major league free agent. Very on-brand move for the Rockies to sign Yuli Chassin. Uh, but hey, I mean, I, we'll see. Uh, kick the tires on him, see what he has left. So I'd like to uh, talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that is, of course, as always, DraftKings Sportsbook. We are down to the final four, getting into um, you know the heart of March Madness. Sixty-eight teams started the tournament; only the best have survived. And yay! What did I tell you? Last episode, I mentioned Gonzaga is a super team. They are going to steamroll everybody. Considering that UCLA, an 11 seed, has made it this far, I don't think is as indicative of the fact that UCLA is a, a super excellent program. Um, I don't want to discredit what they've done, but also I think Michigan was probably a little bit overrated this year. Also, like Franz Wagner didn't perform very well. So um, I think UCLA is going to get absolutely ran off the court by Gonzaga. Uh, in my opinion, I would take every over on this game. Uh, just Gonzaga is going to run the floor. That's not going to be close. But um, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, the Gonzaga game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot in winning $100. All it takes a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's code MHS to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Now, the Rockies roster isn't completely finalized yet uh, not sure what it looks like a hundred percent but the projected starting lineup um, contains Elias Diaz and Dom Nunez as the catching rotation Elias Diaz will start Dom Nunez will uh, back him up um, honestly I was I was kind of expecting Jose Brasino here um, but it didn't look like he had a great spring training. So I don't think uh, he nabbed that spot, but I did think he had had an opportunity to do so. Um, you know, the infield was going to be an interesting positional battle. It was going to be fun, but Brandon Rogers had to go, 
and get hurt, as usual. Uh, but it looks like CJ Crone had an excellent spring training. I think he's going to start at first base. And the rest of the infield is going to be as follows. McMahon at second base. Uh, again, probably would have played third this season if Brendan Rodgers was healthy. Um, and, you know, hopefully he'll be back so we can see both of them in action together. McMahon will play second. Shortstop will be Chris Owings. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's Trevor Story. Um, but, I mean, who knows for how long. I think Trevor Story is probably the next Rocky to be traded. Uh, I've talked about, I think it's time. It's time for the Rockies to move on from him. And every single day that the Rockies don't trade him, he loses a little bit more value. So, um, yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about that as the season goes on. But, um, yes, for now, it's going to start at shortstop for the Colorado Rockies. And I expect a very, very successful year from him. Uh, third base will probably be Josh Fuentes, the cousin of the former third baseman for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, you know, Fuentes was an excellent, an excellent defensive first baseman last year. So I, I kind of was hoping to use him over there. Um, you know, there was talks uh, about giving the National League a universal DH um, implementing that really quickly before the season. And I was kind of hoping for that. So Fuentes could play first, McMahon could play third, and Crone could DH, and then you could figure out who plays second, potentially Gary Hampson. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's what I was hoping for. I think a DH would greatly benefit the Rockies down the road, long-term, short-term, all the above. And uh, apparently it looks like Chris Owings is going to be on the roster again. Um, I, I I lament every single time Chris Owings makes the Colorado Rockies roster, so the second time. But uh, I, I don't know why he's playing uh, for the Colorado Rockies right now. He's, he's a below-level replacement player. I think there are plenty of other free agents on the market that could uh, perform as well as him. I think his versatility is nice, but I think the Rockies have so many other options. They're versatile enough as is without him. So I lament his roster spot, but, um, you know, he plays Major League Baseball, so you got to respect that. Um, the outfield, starting outfield, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot in the dark. <laughs> Not really, but uh, Rymel Tapia should start. Um, he... You know, he looked really good at times. There there were times that he looked fantastic. Uh, definitely became quickly a fan favorite. And uh, he has a lot of really good bat-to-ball skills. So he's going to put the bat on the ball very frequently. So I think he's going to start in the outfield, probably left field. Uh, center field, probably be Garrett Hampson. Between Garrett Hampson and Sam Hilliard, I think Hampson just has a better track record, so he's probably going to get the nod initially. Right field, we all know him, we all love him. Charlie Blackman, veteran, he is um, in his 11th season. He is 34 years old, but hasn't really shown too much signs of regression at the plate. Definitely has shown it in the outfield. I mean, honestly, maybe maybe if the Rockies do uh, go to DH, you'd rather stick him in the DH spot. He's just not, not really providing you too much value on the defensive end. Even though he did, he did get 
nominated for Gold Glove last year. He was in the top three, so um, good for him. Also, congratulations to Charlie Blackman. He just had a, uh, a beautiful daughter uh, named Josie, which is uh, you know pretty pretty ironic, pretty funny. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, and I'm not going to be able to attend many Rockies games this year. Uh, I'll be playing summer baseball mostly in Arizona over the summer. Um, so not going. Uh, maybe you know I'll be in town every now and then. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I, you know, I am excited for Rockies fans again to be in person to hear uh, Josie go on vacation for a while again. So uh, that's a uh, it's exciting. He's a fan favorite, classic Rocky, um, and he'll always be a Rocky. So regardless of where he goes to, um, he he might get dealt at the deadline this year as well. Not sure exactly if he will because of that contract situation kind of inflated for um an an aging outfielder who doesn't really have much defensive value who's actually a negative defender but uh we'll see how that goes so uh that's what the the starting roster will probably look like in my opinion uh the rotation uh the rotation's going to be interesting because kyle freeland is out um and the fourth spot is up in the air. So obviously, Herman Marquez is the ace. Undoubtedly, clear-cut, unquestionably. Number two and three is some mix of Antonio Sensatella and John Gray. I, just based on last year's performance and John Gray's lack of ability to stay healthy, might take Sensatella at two right now. Freeland would be two if he was healthy, but Sensatella might be two right now. And then John Gray at three. And behind them, based off of, uh, you know, a, a fairly encouraging spring training is Austin Gomber. Now, Gomber hasn't pitched at Coors Field, uh, but he did pitch in the Cactus League. And the Cactus League is known for being a little bit inflated. I think they did some experimenting this year again. Uh, maybe with the ball, it's just some speculation. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does as a fly ball pitcher in Coors Field. So the fifth spot, the Rockies did... Uh, bring back Chichi Gonzalez on the roster. And again, he's one of those guys, just like Chris Owings to me, like, man, I just don't know what, what he has to give anymore. Um, so it looks like he's going to be the fifth starter. And I'm guessing that Shasin will come out of the bullpen. But I think if it were up to me, I'd rather have Shasin start. Uh, Chichi is... None of his numbers are encouraging. None of his numbers have been encouraging since the Rockies have acquired him. Don't know necessarily why he's still on the 40-man roster. That's my two cents. Nothing personal against Chichi Gonzalez. Um, in fact, it actually seems like Chichi Gonzalez is a, a very good dude. Uh, but I, he just doesn't have it. I don't think he's a replacement level or a rotational major league pitcher. Chassin? Um, he's, he's closer to being a rotational level pitcher than Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what that looks like moving forward. Maybe the Rockies figure that out. Maybe they don't. We'll see. Maybe they are in full tank commander mode. So we'll see what that looks like moving forward. Uh, and the last thing I need to mention is of course the bullpen for the Colorado Rockies and, uh, the bullpen, it looks like, I think the best, the best, arm in the bullpen is Daniel Bard, unquestionably. He was getting up to 100 miles an hour in spring training this year. 
He looks so smooth. He looks fantastic. Looks like he hasn't skipped a beat. Uh, maybe you know, with in rhythm, he might be better this year. I, I feel bad for him because he's stuck with the Colorado Rockies, but also at the same time, I don't think he cares very much. He's back playing Major League Baseball. He's going to be playing in a full season. He looks excellent. He's going to perform excellently. So that's that's exciting. Uh, sleeper pick for the best reliever for the Colorado Rockies this season. Um, I think it's actually I think it's clear cut going to be Daniel Bard, but second place I might take Ince Monte. Very encouraging. Very nasty slider. Um, you know, and, and some fastball with pop, 290 ERA last season, uh, probably going to be a setup guy. I, I think that's, uh, I'm excited for him. He's, he's a, a very encouraging, encouraging prospect in my opinion. Uh, Michael Givens still on the roster. Didn't really look very good this spring, finishing the Cactus League with an 8-5 ERA. Not good at all. Not good at all. Continuing that trend from last season. He's really struggled since the Rockies got him from the Orioles, so we'll we'll, we'll see how he does. Uh, uh, Tyler Kinley, I was going to have a, a, another role this season. Uh, he missed time in the spring with an oblique strain, but I think he's he's not bad. He has some upside. Uh, you know, there were stretches where he was he was fairly excellent, so we'll see. Um, excellent might be a stretch, but there were stretches where he was definitely definitely usable. The only lefty in the entire Colorado Rockies bullpen is Ben Bowden. 104 ERA in 10 spring training outings, so yeah, encouraging. He's he's kind of been a highly touted prospect for the Rockies out of the bullpen and has never really never really materialized until this year. So we will see how he does. Uh, being the only lefty, he's kind of quite of a load, quite of an important role here. So. We'll see how he looks forward. Um, Estevez and Diaz will be in the bullpen. They were supposed to be a, a dominant force last year, but neither of them were good last year. So, And I don't think either of them have been good in spring training either. So we'll, we'll see how they do. So the, the bullpen's spotty. It's not a good bullpen. Um, there, there's some highlights. Daniel Bard and Ciel Monte. Uh, maybe Ben Bowden. We'll see. So... Definitely some ups and downs, but um, that's what the roster looks like. Uh, you know, let me let me know what you guys think uh, of the roster. What you guys think is the most exciting piece? Uh, some of the most exciting players for you personally. I'm going to be looking at Yancy Almonte. Um, also in the minor leagues, I'm going to be looking at Lucas Gilbreth. Uh, Lucas Gilbreth, lefty, throws about mid 90s right now, 95, 96, something like that. Um, had a fairly successful spring training. Uh, starting off this year in AAA, we'll see how he does moving forward. Uh, he has a particular interest to me because I played my first two years of high school ball at Legacy High School, um, which is his alma mater, if that's even uh, really the, the correct term. But, um, yeah, we, we share that. Um, we used to work out of the same facility. So uh, I, I take particular interest in, in guys that I've played with. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, that's... Um, that's what it looks like for this upcoming season. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any uh, anything you want me to talk about on the next episode, but uh, th- uh, just at me on Twitter, at KC Walker. But thank you for tuning in to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. Again, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And I'll talk to you next time.